The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 38, and can be found on page 1524 of your Pew Bible. Matthew records, From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Now Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned, and he said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. And then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his glory, in his Father's glory, with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So last week... The gospel ended with a puzzling verse. You may remember that last week we had that marvelous confession of Peter where he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And you may also remember that Jesus declared that Peter did not dream this confession up all by his little self. He, he had received it from the Father. And Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And that's all really good stuff. Talk about an attaboy. And then 
right there at the end of the reading, we read this. It said, Then Jesus strictly charged the disciples to tell no one, tell no one that he was the Christ. Wait, what? Come on. Confessing that Jesus is the Christ, it's a good thing, right? Isn't it? Why? Why would Jesus tell the disciples to remain quiet? You would think, well, doesn't Jesus want us to confess him as Lord and Christ? What are we missing? What are we missing here? However, this is not the only time that Jesus did this. There are at least a dozen or so instances where Jesus seemingly downplays his role as the Messiah. And it's after performing some kind of a miracle or revealing something special about himself or, or a confession like Peter's. And Jesus gave very specific and very strongly word instructions not to tell anyone about what they had witnessed. Why? Why? And today's gospel provides an excellent example of the one reason, or one reason, that Jesus did this. You may recall that last week that I said that we do not really have a complete picture of what it means to be the Christ until we stand at the cross and at the empty tomb. You may also recall that Jesus himself opened the eyes of the disciples to see Christ in all the scriptures after he rose from the dead. And today's gospel shows us very plainly that Peter did not fully understand the confession that God the Father had given to him. He did not understand what it meant to be the Christ. So let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to think about this. In last week's gospel, Jesus told Peter that he had gotten his confession from the Father. The words were absolutely accurate when he said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in spite of that, Peter did not really know what he was saying. He didn't get it. And today's gospel picks right up from last week. Peter had just given his excellent confession that he received from the Father. Now Jesus was about to tell the disciples what it meant to be the Christ. And from that time, we heard, from that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, suffer many things, from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. That is Christ stuff. And here's 
the essence of what it means to be the Christ. This essence of the Christ is the deepest expression of himself that God gives to us. That is, that the heart and soul of Jesus' ministry here on this earth is suffering. It is death, and it is resurrection. Christ and him crucified. Then we read, Peter immediately began to show that he did not understand. So Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. Now, we don't use that word very often, rebuke, do we? Does anyone use rebuke lately? No, we just don't. We don't really use it, but it, it means it's... it's Peter actually was scolding Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ. If we were to convert this into a more modern speech, it might go something like this, and you know I'm going to do it, but this is how it, this is my interpretation. Peter went, whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus. Just stop. Right there. What's all this talk about dying? Are you out of your mind? We can't have that. Pull yourself together, man. This is not good. These guys are going to freak out. Nobody is going to kill you, at least while I'm around, to say anything about it. So suck it up and cheer up. For crying out loud. Peter was trying to be a good campaign manager. The only problem is that he didn't share. He didn't share his master's vision. He didn't get it. And we know that Jesus cut him off. Jesus had heard words like this before when the devil tempted him in the wilderness. In Matthew 4, says that the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And the devil said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down at my feet and worship me. You know, Satan, he'd always wanted Jesus to take the shortcut to avoid the cross to become popular the easy way and so forth. Satan always, was always ready to offer Jesus the entire world if Jesus would worship him just once. And back then Jesus had answered him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And Peter did not know it, but he was tempting his Lord with the same temptation, that is, to avoid the cross, to take the easy way, that there are other ways to become the king of all. There's easier ways. You don't have to die. And this talk of death makes no sense, Jesus. It was Bad enough, imagine, bad enough to hear this temptation from the evil one. 
But to hear it from a friend, that had to be tough. And Jesus rebuked Peter in much the same way that he rebuked Satan. He said, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. You know, there are people, many people, who say they love Jesus, and they just don't get it. To such people, Jesus' death on the cross seems to be a, a great defeat. You know, there are many who will not place a crucifix in their church. We were talking about this at our Bible study on Tuesday. They won't put a crucifix in their church because a body on a cross is just too gruesome. There are even some who will not have a cross or any other symbol of Christ's work. They won't even have a cross. They do not understand that the shame of the cross has become the glory of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we forget what it means to be the Christ? You know, I know it's a few months away, but what about Christmas? Do all the decorations and the image of a cuddly little baby in a manger, do they cut out the real message of Christmas? That is that the Son of God has left his throne on high and became a baby in a manger so that he could grow up and, and die on a cross. And what about miracles? Do we look to Jesus to make our lives comfortable here on earth? Or do these miracles remind us that Jesus is the one who has the power to take away our sin? And how often do we forget what it means to be the Christ? Jesus gave his instructions to remain silent about him because he knew that the disciples did not know what it meant to be the Christ. He knew that until the disciples witnessed the suffering, the death, and the resurrection, that they would not, could not understand what it meant to be the Christ. He knew that until they witnessed these things, that their teachings would be wrong. And after Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared to the disciples and as I told you last week, when I quoted Luke 24, Jesus opened his disciples' minds to understand the Scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. It was when they understood this that Jesus told them, just before his ascension, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It was after they understood that Christ is about suffering, death, and resurrection for the forgiveness of sins that Jesus sent them as witnesses. That is when Jesus sent them to tell the world who 
Jesus is, that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of the living God. And this is the golden thread that forms the tapestry of God's Word. This is the key to the right understanding of Holy Scripture. The Old Testament, the left side of the Bible, the Old Testament points forward to the Christ. The New Testament tells of the Christ. It tells the life, the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of the Christ. And that's what makes the Bible a love letter from God that offers forgiveness and life and salvation. You see, the devil tried to use Peter's ignorance about what it means to be the Christ. He worked through Peter to tempt Jesus. And Jesus resisted the temptation and he kept his appointment with the cross. And Jesus' suffering and death earned the forgiveness of sins for all people. It is his resurrection from the dead that opened heaven to us all. Now, after Jesus rose from the dead, he gave Peter and all the disciples a clear understanding of what it means to be the Christ. And we read on Pentecost that Peter preached the confession that he received from God the Father Almighty. Peter understood now that confession so well that eventually he lost his life on earth for that very confession. You are the son of the living God. And Peter and his fellow apostles, they suffered much for their confession. And they wrote this confession down so that the church could pass it down through all the generations. And that confession now is ours. We confess. And because Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, all of us who trust in him will receive the eternal gift of heaven. And he will always be with us. And we will always be with him. In the name of Jesus, amen.